Okay, Parshas Bahar. And it also, we can't forget that today is also Lag Baomer. We all enjoy the not saying Tachnon, Sayantiv. Uh, whether we're in Miron or not, it's, it's still the. The Yomtev called Lag Ba'omer, the 33rd day of, of the Omer. The origin of the, of the Yomtev is very similar to the, the origin of the Spheres Omer, which is also has been overshadowed um, by later events. And we all think about Spheres Omer as a, as a time of mourning, but that's not how it started, that was implemented and, and brought into that at a much later date. Of course, it integrates into the, into the principles of, of Sfirah Sa'omer, but Sfirah Sa'omer is a Torah-based mitzvah. Whether today it's Torah-based, is Machloikas, Rambam and the Ramban, but it's a Torah-based mitzvah that started with the bringing of the carbon Omer, and we counted 50 days from there till the next holiday of, of Shavuos. And we've been talking about that, how each week um, brings us closer and gives us the fundamentals of how to prepare for the Yom Tev of, of Zman Matan Torah Seinu. And the same thing is with Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer is the 33rd day of counting of the Omer. Uh, you know, it, 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 it has been overtaken by, by the... But I think it, it dates back way before that, and there is still a question of what exactly is the celebration. What are we celebrating? What event happened on Lag Ba'imer? Most people think it's the day that Rabshim Ba'yichoi died. But we'll see in different uh, commentaries that there are other things in work. So we'll, we'll try to combine the Shir and Parshas Bahar um, and also with, the, with, with the speaking about uh, Lag Baomer as well in, in trying to use this as a stepping stone, another rung in the ladder of preparing for the Yom Tov of Shavuos. The Parsha is called Bahar. And that's because the Parsha opens up and begins with the, the Pasuk on page 696 by Daber Hashem El Moshe Bihar Sinai Lamor. So the most famous Pasuk in the Torah by Daber Hashem El Moshe Lamor here is interjected with a location. And the location is Bihar Sinai. Not just the Sinai, but Bahar Sinai, in the mountain of Sinai. And, of course, the, the obvious question that, it's, that Rashi brings from Chazal is that the Parsha is going to be telling us the, the famous mitzvah that we're observing this year, which is the mitzvah of Shemitah, that comes every seven years, that we stop planting, we stop working, and we stop being involved in the fields, that a person has been involved with, it's their parnasa, it's their livelihood, and they stop for one year, which is what's going on today in Eretz Yisrael. This is a mitzvah, and of course it's only in Eretz Yisrael. And this mitzvah, we preface that this mitzvah was taught 
to, from Hashem to Moshe Bahar Sinai. And of course, the famous Rashi brings from Chazal, Ma Inyan Shmita Eitzel Har Sinai. What does Shmita have to do with Har Sinai? All the mitzvahs were taught on Har Sinai. And of course, Rashi answers the famous answer that we learn from Shmita as a model for all the mitzvahs, just like all of the the details of the mitzvah which are told to us in this parsha, And it's also mentioned elsewhere, but the details of the mitzvah which are told to us here, what you can and what you cannot do during the Shemitah year, all of those details were told to Moshe on Sinai. So to all the mitzvahs of the Torah, all six doctrine mitzvahs were also told to Moshe on Har Sinai, both in the in, in their general rules and laws and in the details of the laws. And this is based on a machloikis in the Gemara in Zvachim, where the Gemara has a machloikis between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel, Kuftes Vav Amebeis, and the Ber Yosef asks a question that this is a good answer according to Rabbi Kiva, that Rabbi Kiva is the one that says that just like all of the details of the laws of Shemitah were written and given at Har Sinai, so to all the mitzvahs, even though in the Torah we don't see that, that they were given on Har Sinai, we would perhaps think that they were just giving in general, and then later in the desert, over the next 40 years, they were explained, elaborated, and, and the details were implemented and, and told about and taught later. But that's the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shmuel in the Gemara says, not so. Rabbi Shmuel holds, they were only given generally at Har Sinai, which makes sense. How long can you keep the people uh, you know, standing on their feet? At Har Sinai was an event. So you tell them, this is the outline of the Torah mitzvahs. We didn't get any, we didn't get a Sefer Torah. We didn't even get a Luchos at, at Maimon Har Sinai. We got generalities. And w- so, then, so then according to Rabbi Shmuel, the question is back. So then why by Shmi? My Inyan Shmita, Eitzel Har Sinai. Rashi's question and the answer that we're given in Rashi is only according to Rabbi Kiva, according to Rabbi Shmuel, you still have the, the problem. So, what do we do with that? We drop it after that, after we read Rashi, we go on. Say, okay, there's our question, there's our answer. But the question still stands, according to Bishmuel, we need to, again, deal with Ma'inyan Shemitah Eitzel Har Sinai. And I think, we'll, we'll come to what the, the Ber Yosef, the Ber Yosef Salam says, beautiful, but I, I want to build this based on our Parsha. A basic question that came to my mind this year in learning the Parsha, and it deals, talks about the, the, the essence and the details of Shemitah, and not only Shemitah, but the, also the, the year of Yovel, the Jubilee year, which is the 50th year, which is really a doubling of Shemitah. Whatever we did, did or didn't do on Shemitah, we don't do on the Yovel year, which is after seven cycles of seventh. You have 49 years, seven times seven. In the seventh cycle, 
you have a 50th year, which is called the Yoival year, the Jubilee year. And, and that year is a second Shemitah. Wow. You know, whatever the farmers couldn't do in, in the Shemitah, they're holding their breath till the Rosh Hashanah, next Rosh Hashanah. Here they have another year. And then there's also additional laws about letting your slaves free and that all the lands reset, all the original lands of Eretz Yisrael. The lawyers will have a field day with this, right? All the contracts will only be set up until the 50th year. You can never sell anything in Eretz Yisrael forever. It's only a 50-year lease, basically. And the sale is over after 50 years. Everything resets and goes back to the original division of Eretz Yisrael. And all slaves, even if it might be in the middle of their six-year term, they leave. And, the, and those are the basic thing. And they blow the chauffeur, which, by the way, is where it says in our Parsha, it says, and, and, the, and the Jubilee year, and the Yoival year, You will, you will blow, sound the shofar, as opposed to the chatzoytzrets, the the trumpets, and it's from this shofar here that we learn out that the sh- where it says to blast yom trua by yom kippur by rosh hashanah. I'm sorry, we learn it out that it's done with a shofar from yovel. It's a gzeir shava. From, from Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't say what you blow with. The only place it says Shaifer is by Yoival. So we borrow, the Torah is, is, expects us to u- implement the 13 principles of derivation, where we learn out the, tar- the, r- the rules of Torah Shabal Peh from different places in the Torah. And the question becomes that the Torah is telling us about all the laws of Shemitah, what you can, what you can't do, Yoival year, what you can and you can't do. And then we, we're all familiar where the Torah promises, goes beyond the call of duty, and the, and the Torah says that a person will be given on page 700, that if a person keeps the, 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 the Shemitah year, the Nasnahar, it's Pirya. And the land will give its fruit, and you will eat your fill, and you will dwell securely upon it, and you'll have what you need. And that's on page 700. And then the Torah says, Well, the Chisaimra, behold, what, what, and if you will say, What will we eat in the seventh year? Now, I just told you, you're gonna, you're gonna, the land will give its fruit. So what do you mean? But a person will still ask, what will I eat in the seventh year? Behold, we will not sow, we can't gather our crops. What are we going to eat? So it says the Torah of its CVC, famous Pasuk, on, on the, in the third line of page 700. Chaf hei, Pasuk, Chaf Aleph. V'tzivc as birchasi lochem, and I will command, I will ordain my blessing to you in the sixth year. And you'll have a bumper crop that will last for three years, sixth, seventh, and eighth year. Wow. 
That's an amazing guarantee. That's an amazing guarantee. We never find this in the Torah. So, but it's a little bit disconnected from the, the original mitzvah of Shemitah. Shemitah was back on 696. On Chofhei, Pasek, Vav, Zion, those psukim in the beginning. And then it talks about Yoival. And then there's a, then there's a, a, the laws of, of when a person sells his land to his friend. Or he buys it. So then they throw in the laws, just random laws, we would, we would think, of what's called Oinoas Mamun and Oinoas Dvorim. Al Soinu on page six ninety eight, pasuk Tesvav. When you sell your land to the your your brother, Al Toinu Ishasachiv. Don't take advantage of him. Don't cheat him. That's Oinos Momen. Rashi says. The Misper Shonam According to the years that there are till Yoival, because the land all goes back and resets to the original division, so therefore you can't sell it for more than 50 years. So if you're selling it on year one after the Yoival, so then you have 50-year lease, so then you can charge maximum price. But if it's the year 48, you can't charge him more than the contract will hold. You have to keep that in mind. You have to charge according to the number of years. And then the Pasuk Yud Zion says similar Lashen. You see this? We just said that before. What's, what's says Rashi, this is, called, this is called another mitzvah called Oinoas Dvorim. Don't take advantage of a person. Not financially. But don't take advantage of a person in, in uh, Rashi says, Oinoz Dvorim is, Kan Israel Oinoz Dvorim, Sho Yaktid Ishes Chaveroi, don't take advantage of a person um, verbally, hmm. where a person is vulnerable, hmm. speak harshly to them, Vulo Yasienu Eitzashen Hygenus, Loy Lafi Darkoi. Don't give him a bad advice. <clears throat> What's Lafi Darkoi? According to his way, and the pleasure that will pleasure the one who's giving him the advice. And then Rashi says, I, I, I'll say, what do you mean? I didn't give him the bad advice to sell his property and, and then I, I go buy it behind his back. I, I didn't, I did, you know. Well, the Torah says, yeah, you're right. We can't, we'll never know, but that's why the Torah says, V'kach nemar v'yoresa melokecho. Be fearful of God, because God knows. God knows what's in your mind. Whether you were, took advantage of this person in trying to help him, or did you not take advantage of this person? You know, you get a person when they're low and when they're needy, right? the, 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 the loan sharks, you know, they charge you 20% because they know you need the money and the banks won't lend to you. So you're vulnerable. Take advantage and rip his heart out. That's the, it's the viscer of Oinoz Dvorim. Why is this smack in the middle 
between sandwiched between the mitzvah of Shemitah and the bracha that comes on page 700 that the promise that you'll be getting a bumper crop in the sixth year. Why is this in the middle? So we're, we're broadening the question, Mayin and Shemitah, Eitzel Harsinai, to say, Mayin and Oinos Momen Oinos Dvorim in Shemitah. Why is, what is it telling me? And I think this, we, we, we'll get a, the Torah is giving us a secret into answering the question of the Ber Yosef that even according to Rabbi Shmuel, how are we going to have an answer of Mayin Shemitah Eitzel Harsinai? What did Harsinai have to do with Shemitah? So the Maral in the beginning of Pirkei Avos, in Derachayim, his famous commentary, has many questions on why it says Moshe Kibel Torah Mi Sinai. It should say Moshe Kibel Torah Me'akadosh Baruch Right? He got it from Hashem. Didn't get it from the mountain. And then he, he asks, why does it say Mi Sinai? You should say Bisinai. Mi Sinai means you got it from Sinai. And then why doesn't it say Har Sinai? Here in our parsha it says Har Sinai, in the mountain of Sinai. So I'm just p- pointing out every word is meduyak and, and calculated and telling us something. That perhaps generation, we're going to see generations before and generations after, we're just finding out the, what, what is going on and how things are hinted to and, and, and um, given to us in, in, the, in the Torah. Um, so let's start with with a Gemara that the so first of all it's interesting that um, the Ramban just to not to complicate things but just to bring out the depth of what's going on the Ramban for some reason in the beginning of our Parsha says Lufi Daiti according to my mind reading the Parsha in the proper Seder. I mean, the question obviously is if this did happen in Har Sinai, so we're already in Parsha's Bahar. <laughs> Har Sinai happened in Parsha's Yisrael. Mishpatim, what are you waiting for? If we're telling about what happened at Har Sinai, why, why are you waiting until here? So the Ramban says, unlike Rashi, the Ramban says that here it says Bahar Sinai, we're talking about when, when Moshe went up to get the second Luchais. And Hazisel brought in his beautiful Sefer, Sam Derech goes to town on this Ramban trying to understand what the Ramban is trying to tell us by this revelation. And we'll 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 come back to that, and we'll we'll just we'll try to keep that in mind. The Ber Yosef brings us to a Gemara, an amazing Gemara in Shabbos, that tells us that there something happened in Har Sinai, 
that we have to keep in mind because it's so axiomatic, it's so important. And this is the Gemara in Shabbos. Kuf Mem Hey Amr Beis and Kuf Mem Vav Amr Aleph. Where the Gemara says, on the bottom line, it says, Why are they like, why are the, the idolaters, which is expanded to non-Jewish, people from the non-Jewish nation, why are they mizuhamim? Why do they have a certain internal poison in their DNA? So the Gemara says, omdu hal har Sinai. They didn't stand, they weren't there in Har Sinai. Because when the original sin, when Adam, when Adam and Chava sinned and the and the serpent either had relations or internalized its its poison into Chava. So Hitil Bozuma and 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 it placed a poison into the DNA of Chava and it was transferred into Adam. And and this was the situation of the world that had this internal poison in, in its DNA. Yisrael Sha'amdu al Harsinai Paskazumasan. The Jewish people that stood in Harsinai the poison was eradicated. It was taken out of their DNA. There was like a, a extracision, right? We call it. Right? It was taken out, surgically taken out. This is the source and the basis of of what happened. If we wanted to say what happened in our Sinai, what changes did we happen beside from getting a whole? They threw the book at us, right? And we got a whole system of of six hundred thirty mitzvahs. But more basic was that the poisonous, the poison that was already in our DNA for 2,448 years was eradicated. But didn't stand by Har Sinai. Says the, says the Ber Yosef, this is a, this is, this Gemara is very revealing. And he wants to say that this is what we say in the in the in the Haggadah, in the Dayenu, the famous question. We say Dayenu ilu kervonu lefnei Har Sinai. If you would have brought us close to Har Sinai, v'loy no san lono satora, you didn't give us the Torah. Dayenu would have been enough. I mean, it would have been enough. It's like anticlimactic. It's like going to the Lahavdil, going to the movie theater, and not no movie. You eat the popcorn. What are you going to do? Sit there in the chair. What are you going to do there? Lahavdil, I'm not the, but, but here, they would have come to Harsinai and they didn't get the Torah. Dayena would have been enough. What does that mean? Would have been, we would have gone home very disappointed. So he said, no. This Gemara tells us you would have gone home very enriched because the poison was taken out of us. And we, with that came a certain purity, a certain purity of being. That, that demonstrates itself in that from then on, every Jewish person born to a Jewish mother, even if the father is not Jew, is a Jew forever, and that a Jew who's born a Jew dies a Jew, no matter how they act and how they don't act, you can never eradicate your Judaism from that started at Matan Torah. And that started because we, it was, we were 
purified. And the zuama that was placed from the beginning of time was eradicated from our, from our being. Just by being in Just Harsina. by being in Harsina. Even, even before the giving. Of the even Torah, before the giving. Just by giving. Right. That's right. And that's, that's what we're saying, that if you would have brought us near Harsinai, that's what the Harsinai represented. That's what we accomplished. So we see from this Gemara that there was something internal. There was something in the basic ideology, even more basic to the Jewish people that happened at Har Sinai. And this is what we're, what we're, we're starting to feel that, that and I wanna, I'm going to show that this is what um, Shemitah has within it the ability to see things on a deeper level. And this is going to be the connection between this mitzvahs, these special mitzvahs called Oinos Maman Oinos Dvarim. Torah in Parshas Bahar tells us that you're going to be promised, as we read, the lamb will give its fruit and you will eat lasoiva. You will, you will eat to your fill. Interesting Lashen. You will eat to your fill. And then all of a sudden it says, and what if you say, what am I going to eat on the seventh year? I just told you, you're going to eat to your fill. What, what, what's the question? So the Sipurna, one of the early commentaries, the Rishonim, Sipurna says something very unique. That there's two tracks here. <clears throat> there's one track that, that Hashem is telling us. There's two ways that a person can, um, can find satisfaction. He can find satisfaction that miraculously almost like, like the mun, you'll eat the mun, a, just a, a, a finite piece of something, and it's going to have blessing in your stomach. So you don't have the visual, the mun didn't have its visual, um, uh, uh, com, uh, the camus of the food, but it had the eichlis, it gave satisfaction in your stomach. All of a sudden, hey, I'm not hungry anymore. Just like the mun had the property that if you thought about whatever you wanted to think, that's what it tasted like. It was a more spiritual, it was a more, it was, as the, as the, the Pasuk and Tilim says, lechem abirim, it was the food of angels. Because it had properties that our food doesn't have. The bracha that was being given, being offered, I should say, to the Jewish people was that the property of Shemitah year has that you can see the bracha. You can see the bracha of eating a little bit, whatever you have, whatever your, your field will produce, without you working it. And all of a sudden it's going to have the blessing 
for you and your family and your parnasa, all of a sudden you're going to have you're, you're going to feel full, and you're going to be satisfied, and you know there's two ways to make parnasa. One is to cut your expenses, and one is to make more money. <laughs> we have to work on both. They're both part of the parnasa package. What if all of a sudden? You know, the, your, your landlord would say, or the bank would call, he says, this year, no mortgage. So you say, wow, what's that? I'm unbelievable, that's great. So now I, I, I save that thousands of dollars a month on my mortgage, on my rent. The government paid, like, unfortunately, you know, it happened during COVID. We saw this a little bit. And all of a sudden, people got a reprieve from their mortgage. All of a sudden, they made more money. Or their, or their income that they had or didn't have satisfied now that's a deeper level you have to see that that's a, that's offered that's what the Sipurna says we had it will be blessed in your stomach in your stomach in your mind and your you'll you'll be see it wow i usually have these expenses i'm looking at my monthly i don't see those expenses wow what happened yeah, for some reason, the kid didn't spill, uh, you know, grape juice on, on the wife's dress and she didn't have to send it to the dry cleaner every week. She can send it once every third week. Wow, that saves you 50, 20 bucks, right? Who cheshbens that? Who thinks about that? You have to be living on a deeper level or, you know, being, a, being an accountant maybe. Right? You'll see that. But you have to see the bracha. But then our Baba says, I want to cover you, and a person will ask, oh, but I don't have money in the bank, I don't have fruits coming in, I don't have my, I can't satisfy my, the orders that are coming in, what am I going to do? What if I'm not looking at it in that perspective? HaKosh Baruch says, I'm covering you anyways, I'll give you a bumper crop. Now with that, says the Sipurna, comes a lot of other challenges. Now I'm going to have to ha- rent a storehouse, which will cost me rent, you know, but I'm making money from it. So it's, but that's what I'm used to. HaKosh Baruch Hu says the Sipuno is covering us on both levels. He calls it the Chisoymru Kasha Yisupak Zeetz Lachem V'loi Tiftuchu Sheyia Hama'at Maspik Be'echusai and you're not satisfied with having the, the, the more profound bracha, which is a bracha on many levels. You know, if I don't have a, I don't need to rent a big storehouse. I'm saving money there also. I eat a little bit, and it's, so, well, wow, it's a, it's, I don't have to cook so much, I don't have to eat so much, and I feel satisfied. I'm not losing weight, I don't feel weak, I don't feel, you know, unsatisfied my animals I give them half of what I used to give them you know they, they, they tell a joke about the farmer who was having a bad year so he says okay I'll cut back on what I feed my animals and the animal you know first of a couple of days a little sluggish then he catches up so he said wow it's, I, so I'll, I'll cut out instead of three meals I give him two meals then one meal and then he stopped feeding him at all then he was working and then he dropped dead so the guy says I says oh just when he was getting used to not eating, he dies on me. You know, this, we, because Baruch Hu is covered by the bracha of Shemitah is that 
a realization that there are different strokes for different folks. There's a different depth, not necessarily better or worse. The Torah doesn't say this is a higher madrega, this is a lower madrega. We always translate the sipurna to say as a higher and lower madrega, but it's not necessarily so. It's a different madrega. There's a different level of bitachon that a person wants to rely on. And fine, if he can, it's wonderful. He's on that madrega. Someone else who doesn't have the madrega, he's not on a lower madrega or lower. He's in a different atmosphere of, of bitachon. He might be greater in other areas. Here now, but here the bracha says in Shemitah, I'm going to give it to you as well. So what we see here is that there, there has to be, in the Shemitah teaches us, the lesson of Har Sinai, the lesson that we all became purified in our differences, in our different ways, but we all became pure, that the zuama, the poison that holds us back, was taken away. And therefore there was a purity of heart. And that's why on Har Sinai there was a, there was a pure and total achdus. They were standing there, ki'ish echad b'leiv echad. Vayichan sham Yisrael in the singular. Because in their differences they were able to see the purity of, of, of everybody else. That's what Shemitah represents. And this, now we can understand the mitzvahs of of Oynos Momen, Oynos Dvorim, let's take Oynos Momen. That's simple. I shouldn't take advantage of someone who's vulnerable. Because I, ha- I should realize just because I'm blessed in one area and he needs what I have, but that doesn't make him lower or, and me higher. And if I'm taking advantage of him more than the regular commerce, like, you know, when you go to the airport... And you're stuck, you don't have any, they charge you $6 for a bottle of water because, okay, go buy it somewhere else. There's nowhere else to buy it. You're stuck, you can't bring water into the airport. So that's oino, that's taking advantage. Regular business is regular business. I have apples, you have water, I need your water, you need my apples, and we'll barter, we'll, we'll sell, you know, we'll make, each one will make money and we'll shake and, and be happy. But when you take advantage, it means that you're seeing you're not seeing the blessing in the other person. And taking that to a higher level, Oinoz Dvarim is even one step worse, where you take advantage of someone who's weaker, and that's what the Torah says. Oinoz Dvarim, and this is what Rashi, Rashi says, very meduyak. Now look back at Rashi. Rashi says, if you give someone a bad etza, bad advice, so the Mephorshim asked the question, uh, I saw in the Sefer Mishchas Shemen from Talmud uh, in I think in England somewhere. He asked, giving an eighth to someone, that's, that's lifnei ever leisitin michshal. That's putting a stumbling block. Chazal tell, that's giving an eighth. What do you mean? Loisot oinos dvorim? So he, he says, maybe, maybe, let's say I, I, I give the classic case, I give a nausea a cup of wine. He's not, he may, he's not supposed to drink wine, right? 
Let's say he didn't drink it, but I gave it to him. Am I over if they ever? Because I gave it to him? Not potentially he has it in his hand. Or am I only over Lifnaiver if he actually drinks it? Then I'm over from the time that I gave it to him. Good halacha question, right? So the Mishcha Shemen asks this question. And he wants to say that perhaps you can say, so he brings from the, from the, Yad Malachi clears this question, and the Chazanish seems to say that you're not chayef till he actually drinks. Just giving it to him, if he doesn't actually stumble and drink it, you're not over on Lifne either. It's not a good thing. <laughs> you're testing him. It's not nice, but you're not. But he wants to say that perhaps we can say that you're right, you're not over Lifne either, but Oynos Dvorim, you're over. You took advantage of a guy who's vulnerable and he's desperate and you took advantage of him and you gave him this bad Eitzah. He didn't actually end up using your Eitzah. He went to someone else, Baruch Hashem, and got a good Eitzah. But that's Oynos Dvorim because Oynos Dvorim is you. At that point when you took advantage, you saw uh, an opportunity to tighten the screw on this person who needs you. Yeah, he's looking borrow some money and you say normally it's 5% you say 10% right that's Oynaz Dvarim if a person is vulnerable and you take advantage of that vulnerability just for, for fun or for your to get advantage that's Oynaz Dvarim and that's what he wants to say perhaps that's why it says the Lushen in our Parsha Loisoinu Ish Es it says, "Al toinu ishes achiv." A person shouldn't take oinos dvarim on man to his brother. But when it talks about oinos dvarim, it says, "Lo isoinu ish es amisoi," not brother. It says amisoi. It's, it's your 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 friend, and that's why Rashi says that if you give him an eitzah she'ena hoygenes, Rashi says. You give him an Eitzah Hygenes. I just want to show you, the, if you look back at that Rashi, look back at that Rashi on page, page 698. Can Israel knows What's Rashi saying, the Fidarka, according to his, his level? Because to be sensitive, and what the Torah is trying to teach me in this laws of Shemitah, is that we're all blessed in different ways. We're all blessed in different ways. Just because a person is blessed in one way, he's brilliant, doesn't mean he's kind. Just because they're wealthy doesn't mean they're generous. Just because, the, and, and we think, just because the person has one blessing, he must be in every area. If he's wealthy, well, I'm going to ask him every question uh, because he, they must be brilliant as well. No, maybe uh, God has a good sense of humor and gave, and gave him a, <laughs> dropped this guy uh, uh, for whatever reason. But it has nothing to do with his, his brilliance. He's foolish. Happened to make money. It has nothing to do with it. 
That's lefi darkai, according to his way. That's the mitzvah of oinos dvorim. To appreciate the differences and everybody, and if I am blessed in one way, then my obligation is to help that person in, and to, in his blessing. Lefi darkai, and to give him an etzah, he is poor in one way and I'm rich in another way, so that I want to help him because that, so that person could use his wealth of talents and, and blessings to get, and therefore I'm going to help him get over this hump, whether it's with an Eitzah or it's with a loan or with, with a, uh, a, a ride to somewhere if I have a car and he doesn't, <clears throat> right? Or with a, give, him, give him the directions or something, small or big things. But not take advantage of him that's undermining the whole lesson of Shemitah and the whole lesson of Har Sinai. Har Sinai made us understand and appreciate each other and our own, each person's blessing. That's, that's Moshe Kibot Torah Mi Sinai. Sinai was the most humblest mountain, the smallest mountain. And that became the, this is what Moshe, the humblest of all people, gave over the Torah, Mi Sinai, because he interjected what we see in our parsha, Behar Sinai. And this is, what, this, is what the, this is what the Torah is telling us here in our parsha. Is, is that the reason the word Har is not in there? Right. I say right. Mehar Sinai. That, so Har is to make it a more humble place. That's your yes, Yeah, pro- probably has to do with that. And perhaps this is what What's what we're saying here in the laws of Shemitah? The land is Venosnar as Pirya, and you're gonna and you're gonna enjoy if you're on that level and you can have a little bit and and feel the blessing. If you're on that Madrega, fine, wonderful. The Chisaymra, and if you're gonna say, what am I gonna eat? I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not blessed with. The ability to see the blessing as it's emerging in my stomach. I need to see, I'm more, I'm more of a visual, I need to see the blessing. I'm going to give my blessing. What is my blessing? What does that mean? What is my blessing? So I want to say, I think my blessing is referring to something that the Orachayim HaKadosh says on this, in, on this parsha. The Orachayim HaKadosh says that this blessing is referring to the special blessing that was given in the times of Yaakov and Esav. When Yaakov met Esav, so there's there, and, he, and Yaakov gave him the the gave him gifts, right? In the previous parashas Vayishlach. And he told, and, and Esav tells, tells Yaakov, Esav tells Yaakov, says, why are you giving me this gift? Similar to v'chisoymru manoichal, why are you giving me this gift? I don't even know what, what you're doing. So Yaakov tells Yaakov tells Esav 
Yaakov tells Esav, take the gift. Yaakov tells, tells Esav, kach no es birchasi, take my blessing I'm giving you. Why? V'chiyeshli kol, I have everything. And Yaakov is telling Esau, Esau, you're not, you're a visual person, you're a physical person, but you have also qualities. You're a son of Yitzchak and Rivka also. We're twins. You have a different mahalach, and the world will be blessed from you. And I want you to see that, that you could be a blessing in whatever your, your stage, or whatever your, your, you're not going to be part of the Jewish people, that's true. That was your choice. But you're going to be part of the population of the world. Christianity, Rome, the, the whole world comes from, from Esau. I want you to have the blessing to be able to see the Chiyeshli Kol, that there's a blessing of Kol. Now Kol is the Gematria 50, which is also connected to Shemitah, which is also connected to Yoival, which is also connected to Sphira Sa'imer. Says the that that's what the the Rachaim Hakadosh intimates. He says, "Look what I wrote in Parshas Vayishlach." This is what Yaakov is trying to tell Esav. There are two ways, two paths. They're both good in the eyes of God. God looks favorably. This is He created you as well with a purpose. Find out what your purpose is and maximize it. Use your blessing. That's the blessing of, of Koil. Now, Klal Yisrael were blessed, of course, by standing in Harsina. They were blessed with the ultimate Koil. As the Gemara says, that the Ovais, that's why we benching, we say, Ba Koil, Mi Koil, Koil. Avram said, Ba Koil, Avrasham Berach has Avram Ba Koil. By Yitzchak it says Koil, and by Yaakov it says Koil. So that's, that's a special blessing. But this was the this was the the this is what Yaakov was trying to show Esav in this final meeting. They didn't meet again after this, except by their death when they both died the same day. They didn't meet, but he was trying to tell him, "You also have a you also have an important purpose," and this ultimately spilled down into generations. To even what Lag Ba'imer represents. Lag Ba'imer represents um, the, the, the Sefer Mizmer Ladavid of Rabbi David Kohn of Hevron Yeshiva. He has a beautiful in Maimer Yud Zayin where he says that the Archashulchan and the Kafachayim say that it's, if, whether it is or not the yard site of Rabbi Shimbar Yechoi, it is, you know what it really is? It's the day that Rabbi Shimbar Yechoi was blessed. By, and, and was given the smicha by Rabbi Kiva as the five remaining Talmidim. Rabbi Kiva's Talmidim, the Gemara in Yevamah, Samach Bey says, 24,000 Talmidim died during this time. And then Rabbi Kiva, and the world was desolate. And the, Rabbi Kiva didn't stop there, and he took five Talmidim, Rabbi Shimon was one of them. And he gave them smicha, and he started over again. This was Lag Ba'imer. That's what the, the Kafa Chaim says. And the and the, the smicha the, was given on was given on Lag Baimer. This when he started teaching those five Talmidim, and he started over again. So again, and and also says 
says uh, the Kafachayim that this is this the the Lag Ba'imer was the the begin the what the what the Gemara Shabbos says about the famous story with Rishon Bar Yochai and his son that that they t- had to hide because the government was after them they misunderstood what they said which by the way is a Gemara Shabbos get this Daf Lamad Gimel Amid Beis. Have 33 on the base. There's no, nothing is a, is a coincidence. And the Gemara says that Rabbi Shirba Yechoi hid for 12 years in a cave. He came out of the cave, him and his son, and he was saved miraculously. And the old Navi came and told him it's time the people who wanted to kill you have died already. So Rabbi Kiva came, Rabbi Shirba Yechoi came out with his son, and they saw people plowing. And they looked at them and they burnt them up, burnt up the field and burnt them up. And, and the Rabbi came and says, I, I, I brought you out of this world to destroy my world? Go back into the cave. He went back into the cave for another year. Elion Novi said, it's time to come out. And then the Gemara says that Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon looked around and all again looked with an evil eye at people and wanted to burn them. And Rabbi Shimon at that point healed what his son looked at. He's got full circle. He realized that everybody has their purpose. This is, this is, and this says the Aruch happened on Lag Ba'imer. This is when they came out of the cave. This happened on Lag Ba'imer. This is what, it's full circle of the appreciation of really the purity of what Torah is all about and what Harsinai represents. Everybody has their own level of bitachon, but at the same time, everybody has their own purity and their own greatness that we have to uh, embrace, and we and we have to we have to uh, um, uh, live with. And this is this is what lag ba'imer is, and this is what it means. Vitzivisias birchasi. I'll give you my bracha that every person will be able to see your special bracha. Like Yaakov told Esau, take my bracha. I want you to at least be able to appreciate the coil of Yaakov. So you'll be supportive. You won't be so antagonistic that why are the Jews so different? Fine, you can't live on that level. But you also have your ability to support, to be part, you know, to make it Easier, and this is why, why, why you know, um, the the in the in the um, in the the one time when Antoninus and Rebbe, when the, in that in that in that uh, spiritual sonogram that was given to Yak to Rivka, when she saw Shnei Goyim Bevitnech, you have two, not one crazy schizo kid, but you have two kids, Shnei Goyim Bevitnech. Rashi says. Geyim Ksiv, it's with a Yud. It's talking about a time of Antoninus and Rebbe. Antoninus was the Greek emperor, and Rebbe was the Yud Nasi who wrote the Mishnah. They lived in harmony, they respected each other. And therefore, Antoninus relaxed the taxes on Rebbe, and he allowed him to travel in order to write the Mishnah. Was he Jewish? No. Was he a Tamachacham? No. But he was able to appreciate and, and help and see the blessing of Rabbi Yudha Nasi, and they lived mamish like brothers, and and 
the Gemara in Avodah says that they had they learned every day, they interacted, and 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 there was it was a there was a bond, bound a binding and a connection of their souls. The Gemara says nafshay kshuray benafshay they were bound eternally. How? Because they appreciated the coal. That's for tzivisi as birchasi. And this is what started with Yaakov and Esav and spilled down to uh, Rebbe and Antoninus when it worked. And this is what we're trying to undo. The, the poison of the, the, what the Talmud of Rebekah didn't live up to having covered f- enough for e- each other. And this is what Lag Boimah represents where Rabbi Shimba got it. And he understood, and he, he saw this person, this old man, planting, and he, he healed him. And then he saw how he took two packages of, of uh, spices, and he asked him, why do you need two? So he says, this is for Shabbos. One is for Zohar, and one is for Shomer. He saw that, wow, even for Rabbi this was a new expression of Kavad Shabbos that he learned from this old man. We don't know anything about this old man. But Rabbi Shema Yechoi said, wow, you taught me something. And that's the, that's the purpose of, the, of what we learned originally by Har Sinai. And this is what I think the Parsha is telling us and why the Parsha of Ainos, Mamen and Dvarim is in smack in the middle of the, of the, of the Shemitah. And, and therefore we have an answer, even according to Rabbi Shmuel, who doesn't learn like Rabbi Kiva, necessarily. But really, the, the, the Torah of Rabbi Kiva, which is the Torah of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, I'm sorry, right? Because he, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shmuel, was of those five new Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva. His Torah lives on. Which also makes sense why Rabbi Kiva was the one who said, Because if, when you love everybody, when you see everybody's coil, when you see everybody's coil, then we can live in harmony, we can appreciate, and we can see and learn from each other. And, 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 uh, but when we don't, and then this also ties in with the famous Gemara of Shimra Yechoi and Rabbi Shmuel and Brachas, whether a person can can work for a living and and all that, or they can, you know, harvest and plant the Gemara and Brachas, Daf Lamed Gimel, uh, the famous Gemara there, and uh, all the Mefarshim that talk about that. That's also, but we see here an answer, even according to Rabbi Shmuel, Ma Inyan Shmita Eitzel Har Sinai. That Shmita um, teaches us very very profound lessons in how to look forward as we move towards our 50, our coil, Chaf Lamed, our coil of the 50 days of Sfir Sa'imer, towards our Matan Torah and our Har Sinai, we want to build the, uh, the, the, the covet and the honor that we give each other and how we view each other in the recesses of our hearts. The erase melakecha in the recess of our hearts, how we view someone, not how it, you know, uh, the person's going to still say thank you even if you lend them at twelve percent, if you can't get a loan from the bank, he'll thank you, but he knows you squeezed him. 
and you know you squeezed him. So what, what's the point? Give him a loan. So you, you'll get, you won't get as much interest. This is the coil that we have to look at. It's, it's a deep appreciation and, and value system that we should have learned from Har Sinai. And this is the Behar Sinai, this is what Moshe was teaching them, by teaching Behar Sinai in the laws of Shemitah, Yevil, and, and the like. Okay, have a question. Okay, so I will be here tomorrow.